الجزيرة بودكاست Violent protests in Ethiopia's Amhara region. Plans to integrate local military forces into the national army and police have sparked a backlash. The government says the change is essential for national unity. So why is there such opposition? And does it risk instability? I'm Tom McRae and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast, where we dissect, analyse and help define major global stories. Okay, let's bring in our guests now. In Addis Ababa is uh, Kamal Hashim Mahmoud, member of the Ethiopian Parliament. In Harrisonburg, Virginia, is Atana Dinka, Assistant Professor of African History at James Madison University. He specialises in political history of Ethiopia and Africa. Also in Addis Ababa is Dessaline Cheney, Senior Member of the National Movement of Amhara, the main opposition party in the Ethiopian Parliament. A warm welcome to all of you. Thank you very much for being uh, on Inside Story today. Uh, Dessaline, if I can begin with you, can you just explain how large these protests have come and, I guess, uh, the anger that's fueled them at, to this point? Thank you very much for having me. So the protests were uh, very large uh, and it encompassed almost every corner of the Amhara region. Uh, so people are demanding uh, the federal government to reverse the decision to dismantle the Amhara Special Forces uh, because uh, currently the Amhara region is faced with uh, a lot of threats, security threats, especially from the Tigray People's Liberation Front because over the past two years, there were three rounds of, uh, round of uh, aggressions and war that was uh, uh, conducted by the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front on the Amhara and Afar regions. So unless the TPLF is uh, disarmed and its uh, soldiers are demobilized, it creates a security risk and a security threat for the Amhara region. That's why our people are opposing the decision to dismantle it because it's untimely and uh, because there was no appropriate consultations and discussions with the concerned stakeholders. OK. Kamal, when the Prime Minister made this announcement, was there any expectation that there would be a backlash like uh, we've seen over the last five or six days? Uh, uh, thanks. Um, I think in terms of expectations, uh, whenever you implement uh, any plan, uh, uh, there's a problem that things might happen differently. Uh, we know that uh, there's been a lot of... Uh, uh, negative uh, topics uh, moving around the media, especially uh, people who are out of uh, or the region and uh, who want us to anyway, you know, uh, uh, always come against uh, any plan that comes from the government. Even if the government is going to say this is the key to heaven, there are always people outside there who are going to come against and uh, preach the people uh, to come against government. Uh, but to be honest, in terms of uh, government expectations, I would say... Uh, this was a long-awaited solution for all Ethiopians, and it's not it's all about reintegrating, you know, uh, uh, the security forces throughout Ethiopia, even special to Amhara region. And uh, uh, it, it is believed that whatever clash is going on in some place of the country will really be solved when we have one uh, strong, uh, uh, you know, national army which is uh, going to be run only under uh, one, uh, you know, chain of command. So 
In terms of expectations, I think uh, uh, I would rather say there is a lot of positive expectations because it was a demand from the community and something you do for the, for the sake of the people, we always have uh, a positive expectation. But uh, I would think that there are uh, people meeting this uh, very uh, uh, noble idea of, you know, uh, uh, having a very strong one army. Uh, that's what I said. But in terms of expectations, I think it would be more of positive expectations. But as an implementer, I think it might happen to be a different way. Okay. Atana, if I can bring you in here, how, how worried are you, how concerned are you about uh, what you've seen over the last uh, week or so? You know, you've got both sides at the moment refusing really to take a backward step or compromise in any way. So what happens from here, do you think? It's worrisome, but it's important to look into uh, some of the merits on, on both sides first, because um, this uh, conflict goes much beyond what both sides want to say in public, at least at this time. Um, when Addis Ababa went to war with Tigray, uh, Addis Ababa, under the leadership of Abiy Ahmed, built a regional coalition which even goes beyond the border of Ethiopia. Amara forces, the regional special unit, and Fano uh, were key allies of Addis Ababa in invading or, or fighting against Tigray. Eritrea is another. Uh, now, when Addis Ababa wanted to make peace with Tigray, at least with some concessions, Amara forces went um, deeply uh, angry. And uh, uh, the Amara forces, particularly the nationalist uh, movement rising in the Amara region uh, since um, uh, recent years, um, are moving very fast and, and claiming uh, a number of, uh, a number of um, um, progress. But the problem is the claim coming from Amara nationalism in, in the region uh, seems to be uh, unclear in, in many ways. Particularly over the last several months, there has been voices that uh, puts claim on power in, in Addis Ababa. Now, Addis Ababa itself claimed that Amara forces wanted to overthrow it using, using uh, some violent method, and for this, uh, it closed main highways leading to Addis Ababa, claiming that Amara forces are sending uh, forces underground to overthrow it in Addis Ababa. If you look at, uh, at these um, claims, um, the claim of Addis Ababa, on, uh, on the other hand, is that it wants to restore peace in the country. It wants to disarm every regional uh, force. But the main intention behind disarming uh, the regional forces, whether it is Amara, Oromia, or many other regions, is to consolidate Abiy Ahmed's power in Addis Ababa. Desolate, Let oh, we'll bring you in you. here. Well, what's your response to that? Yeah, uh, as Itana is saying, the Amharas have no clear demands, but our people is clearly demanding that, uh, also in principle, we support a national unified defense forces and a national unified army. We felt that this is a precursor, an attempt to give back Wolkait and Raya for the Tigrayan administration. Our people is demanding that we should have a security guarantee. We should have a security guarantee so that the Tigrayan forces would not attack us for the fourth round because as per the Pretoria Agreement, it was agreed that the TPLF fighters will be disarmed and demobilized, but there is no clear evidence that 
disarmament is done and there is no any demobilization. So in the face of this disarming and dismantling the Amhara Special Forces is like leaving our people without any security arrangement or security mechanism against the Tigrayans. But also within the region, within the Amhara region, uh, for example, Atayi was burned, the town of Atayi was burned at least 10 consecutive times, and the federal security apparatus was not active in responding for these threats. So our demand is clear. It's not to overthrow the government, but to be able to get a security arrangement that can protect our people. I mean, the main argument seems to be that it will leave the region exposed to attacks by neighbouring um, areas, inc including the TPLF. But wouldn't a more unified national army actually be able to better defend against those attacks? You know, over the past years, uh, for example, during the past 25 years, the Ethiopian National Defence Force was dominated by the TPLF. The majority of leadership was dominated by the TPLF, during that time, the Ethiopian National Defense Force has never given effective security for our people. By now, the Oromo-led Prosperity Party is also dominating the Ethiopian National Defense Forces. So we believe that unless the national security structures are fairly represented and properly reformed, it's very difficult for us to consider them as a truly national uh, defense force. So in the short term, at least, we need to retain the Amhara Special Forces that has effectively defended our people from the TPLF aggression, but also it has effectively uh, kept law and order within the region. OK, Kamal, I want to bring you back in here. Uh, you know, I, I guess one of the mm. arguments is that the... Uh, Amhara forces have actually been more effective against the TPLF um, as, rather than the, the government forces that have been uh, that they've been fighting alongside. What's your response to that? That that it, you know the, the government forces have been rather ineffective over the the last uh, couple of years in in fighting the TPLF. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, before answering your question, I would like to say something on two uh, statements that came out from my uh, the other panelists here. One is that. Uh, the whole point of reintegrating this uh, uh, national this security force is uh, to increase uh, or consolidate the abuse power in Addis. Uh, and the other is also the idea of dismantling the, uh, the special forces in Amhara region. And the third is going to be uh, the current uh, you know, national army is dominated by uh, Oromos. Well, let me be clear here, and this reintegration of, of special forces throughout Ethiopia. So let's not make it uh, as narrow as the Amhara region only. And whatever process is going on, is, 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 I don't think it needs to hold Amhara in the situation. Uh, I'm sure that there are um, anti-government people or groups who really want to twist uh, this agenda and make it look very negative. Mm -hmm. And speaking of uh, the current army, and um, there has been a lot of reform with the current army uh, to the extent that it doesn't represent in any party, forget a nation like Romo or, or Mar or whatever you say. Uh, they don't even uh, represent or any party. Like, you know, they, they like the, the standard way of, of having a national army where they protect the country and they protect the constitution. Even if it comes to be against uh, 
uh, the the army himself bearing to be against him. That's the way they are forming. They are going to be shattered. And I see my uh, uh, Dr. the Silence uh, worry of that uh, uh, because uh, they won't be uh, they won't be fair to, to the Amhara region. I think what the government is saying is this is a special forces. If they want to join the national defense force, let them join. Forget what the calculation we have before, even now, in addition to the already existing number of uh, uh, armies that represent all Ethiopian nation nationalities, those who are now going to be reintegrated and they are willing to join the National Defense Force, they are going to join there. They're not going to be thrown away outside there. So this, okay. this, seems, this seems very good. And when it comes to the your last question uh, uh, of, of the Amhara uh, Special Forces really contributed, yeah, they really contribute a lot uh, in the fight against TPLF. But let's not forget that TPLF happened to come to the middle of the region, and it was all the Ethiopian nations and nationalities who joined together to make sure that TPLF goes back to 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 the to its existence, to the integral region, and at the end uh, uh, the war ended. So I, I don't think it's fair and it brings any sense to all Ethiopian nations and nationalities who really forced forced uh, for the sovereignty of these countries against TPLF. Uh, uh, to say that it was only, uh, you know, the Amhara forces who really had um, made this war, uh, you know, in and helped, you know, okay. the federal government win over TPLF. Okay, I, I want to bring uh, Atana back in. The Prime Minister, Abiy Ahmed, has insisted there won't be any type of compromise here, basically saying he will take appropriate law enforcement measures and vowed to press ahead, and I quote, even if a price had to be paid. Do you think that... Ethiopia at this point in time is, you know, the government's prepared to turn this into a, explode this into a, into a larger fight. Since he came to office in April 2018, uh, Prime Minister Abiy's, uh, Abiy Ahmed's drive um, is largely about centralization and centralization of power, not within his, his party, but in his own hands. And this is this trend is uh, growing from time to time throughout Ethiopian history since the empire was uh, since it was founded as an empire by the close of the 19th century. Despite regime changes, this uh, issue of centralization lingers on in Ethiopia, and it's a larger part of problems in the country. So the attempts of Abiy Ahmed to centralize power by undercutting regional uh, forces put him in confrontation with Tigray and led to a major war. It put him in confrontation with Oromo um, uh, forces, and now Oromia is in another uh, round of war. It put him with a number of regional forces, including with Gambella and Benishangul Gumus, and now the turn is for Amhara. So the price that Abiy Ahmed claims, again, drags, no question, drags the country into another round of violence. But the point must be made here, even if Abiy Ahmed's government is not committed to disarm other regional units, there are enough reasons in place to disarm Amara forces. Amhara forces have been accused by humanitarian organizations for atrocities they committed in Tigray, in Oromia, in Benishangul, and, and within their own region. The challenge Anne previously mentioned about the uh, problem in the city of Atayi, and the main problem in the city of Atayi was caused by Amara armed regional forces, including the special unit. Amara uh, regional forces were accused of committing crimes against... 
It is against the, the command Liberation of Army and Panishankul was in, was in their region. Dessalin, just let, let him finish very quickly so and then I'll bring you in in a second. Hold on a second, uh, Dessalin. Atala, just finish this point and then we'll move on. Yeah, let me finish this point. So, uh, the recent um, United States annual report on human rights uh, called out Amara regional forces for atrocities they committed. So, from the perspective of Addis Ababa and international organizations, there are enough reasons to disarm Amara regional units. And one dangerous point that usually comes uh, with claims from Amara nationalism, like both guests are putting down now, is the issue of Oromo domination within this government. If you count the federal key federal offices today in Addis Ababa, most of them are already taken over by Amara officials, both mm -hmm. in the army, that's, the intelligence, the economic okay. But Dessalin, I'll give you a chance to, to respond to this now. This government in the Oromo image, despite the fact that the prime minister and his colleagues never claimed to be Oromo, both ideologically and by origin. They always claim that they work for Oromo, but Amara nationalists always make to um, want to make the Addis Ababa government in the image of Oromo because they want to mobilize their forces, their their uh, their people against the central government in Addis Ababa, and this is a very okay. dangerous move because it is a conflict against all yeah. against all. Okay. Amara against Oromo. It's a dangerous uh, precedent. Okay, I want to thank you, Atana. I, I, I want to let Dessaline uh, respond to, to what you've been saying. Number one, the town of Ataye was frequently attacked by the Oromo Liberation Army and its cells uh, that are stationed in the Oromo Special Zone of Amhara region. So they have burned down Ataye for 10 rounds. Number two, regarding the Oromo domination. It is clear during the TPLF's domination, 90% of the major key positions within the Ethiopian National Defense Force was controlled by the Tigrayans. What the Oromos are doing right now is to repeat the mistakes that's done by TPLF. And by now, they started controlling the key positions uh, of the Ethiopian National Defense Forces. But let me come to the most important point. The most important point for us is that the Amhara region has a security risk so that our people is demanding that until the current security risks from the Oromo Liberation Army and the TPLF are removed, the, we don't mind about the dis dismantling or the existence of other uh, special forces, but for the Amhara people, the Amhara Special Forces has been the part and parcel of the key security mm -hmm. structure. Uh, also, I have I, I have to mention the fact that the Amhara Special Forces and other special forces are constitutionally uh, allowed because if you see the Ethiopian Constitution, Article 52, Sub 2, it clearly stipulates the fact that regional governments have the power to organize their own police forces that can be able to uh, provide security for for their regions. So yeah. Amhara regional uh, police controls the Amhara special forces. So if you see legality, it is allowed in the constitution. It's legal. 
also the most important rationale is that okay. unless, unless the TPLF is disarmed and unless the, the threat from the OLA is neutralized, it's very difficult for our people to disband Amahara Special Force. That's why okay. our people are resisting it. Yes. Okay. Kamal, I want to talk to bring you back in again. I mean, how much instability are you willing to risk over this issue? I mean, how much more violence is the country going to put up with? Uh, how, how much more can it take? How much more pressure can the Prime Minister be under before he has to, I guess, come to a negotiating table? A democratically elected party is leading a country. So in this party, the national party that has all nations and nationalities, we have almost Amharas, Somalis and all nations in the party. So it is, it is led by a party, not by uh, some nation. And in fact, uh, I see the challenge representing uh, a party with the name uh, Amhara National Movement. He, he is going to be one of uh, uh, the few uh, parties that have the name of uh, a nation. So in, in all government system, we don't have even a single party that is elected by the name of Oromo, uh, where a government is led by a party to the system. And uh, I, I, I don't think it's fair to say there's an Oromo nation. And a colleague telling me that in terms of uh, ministry's office, I would rather be happy if he tells us this number of offices are led by Oromos or that we have the legislative body, the executive, and also uh, all the three, I mean, the government bodies. If you see them, there's uh, almost nearly equal division of power. I don't see any dominance. I would appreciate if they okay. came up with a figure. Coming to your question of how far uh, is, is, is the government ready? Well, to be honest, uh, uh, I hope uh, I can only tell uh, how far the government is ready uh, for my understanding and observation. I cannot clearly represent the government, uh, but I would, I would say that the government is as ready as far as it is really implemented. Because it's a very noble idea. It's something that all the regional presidents agreed to implement it. In terms of internal conflicts and causalities, we have this causality in every region in Serbia. We have border conflicts in every region. The, the, the people have been okay. dying because of this internal conflict. It's not special to Amhara region. And people in Amhara region are only just misled. Once they understand that the positive uh, outlook of this bold move, I'm sure they will soon understand it. What the government okay. needs to do is, I think, I think the government should give a lot of time to discuss with the people in Amhara region. Uh, because of a lot of displaced people in Amhara region, because of things that happened in the past, I understand the Amhara people still that kind of uh, worry and also that I think it may be worse. Yeah. I share that that, that feeling. They We've only, sorry to interrupt, Kamal. We've only got a, a minute or so left. Um, Atana, I want to finish with you. How is this going to be resolved or are things going to get worse from here? Thank you. Um, one important point is the role of Addis Ababa again. The war in Tigray, like I said earlier, was caused because of interests in Addis Ababa, particularly the uh, uh, interest of Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed himself. Unless there is a constitutional means in place to, to limit the power of the Prime Minister and his growing power from time to time, or uh, even there is, if there is a constitutional means to get him out of office, I don't think this problem is going to be resolved immediately. Because since he came to office, he was opening, he has been opening um, conflict after conflict in order to consolidate his power. Like the Salih Chane is now trying to say it, you know, a dangerous precedent of 
um, making this conflict like um, Oromo against Amara, the prime minister himself is make, trying to make this conflict something uh, of Oromo against Amara, which is a very dangerous um, a path. But let me say one point before before I finish. This okay. repeated claim from, from Amara nationalists about Tigray. Tigray has already been disarmed. There is no trait of whatsoever for Amara region from Tigray. African Union is already satisfied about disarmament in the Tigray region. Listen to Amara nationalists, especially your guest here, the Salinch, and whatever he talks is not about Amara region. It's about territorial claim in Tigray, territorial claim in Benishangul, territorial claim in Oromia, and this is a major fuel in the ongoing conflict in Ethiopia, and that is why it is so problematic to resolve it immediately. But this problem, that, that, um, a new point. round of conflict, okay. taking the country into... Okay, we're just going to have to wrap violence. up now. So I want to bring Dessaline in for one final word. What, what would you, how would you like to finish this? The, the solution is that the federal government should, at least for the short term, retract its decision to dismantle the Amhara Special Forces, and there should be consultation with the Amhara Special Forces members with Amhara people and with with uh, the with the Ethiopian regions, for example, in Amhara regions, the Khant people, even the Tigray, the neighboring Benishangul Gumus. What kind of guarantee can you give for neighboring people being invaded by Amhara forces daily on daily basis? Just two days ago, there is ago, no any invasion. There is no any invasion by the Amhara forces. Why are you lying? people suffering from suffering from invasion, violence of Amara forces, uh, the territorial there is no... uh, claims of Amara government. What kind of guarantee would you give to people under threat from okay. Amara groups within Amara Etana... region and beyond Amara region? There are Etana, we're going to have to leave it there. I'm really Amara. sorry. We have uh, we've run out of time. Um, we really appreciate all of your input. Thank you uh, to all three of our guests, Kamal, Hashi Mahmoud, Etana Dinka and Dessaline Chani. Thank you very much for being on Inside Story today. This episode was produced by Dermot Fleming, Fintan Monaghan, Fongi Nguyen and Paul Taylor. Studio sound was by Senthil Maramuthu. The programme was edited by Andre Oosterhuizen, Lynn Nguyen and Joe DeFrias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. Thank you for listening. Tune in on Thursday for our next edition. Thank you.